And uh, who else can we pick on? Yes, Marilee, so badly. If you moms can come stand up here, and they were all putting up their hands, they wanted to do this. And uh, let's have Shanna Gilligan come up. Where is Shanna Gilligan? If you'll come stand up here with these moms. Now, children, I want to ask you a question. Look at these moms. Take a wild guess, children. Which one of these do you think is a captain of Girls Brigade? (laughs) It's a very hard one, but see if you can identify which one. Yes. With with this one over here. Oh, all right. Who else wants to have a guess? Yes, Reynard. This one. You're a boy. You're not even in Girls Brigade. I'm the only boy in the whole church that's in Girls Brigade because I'm the chaplain. Last guess. Who else wants to guess? Mark. This one. Why are all the children picking on this one? Why do you think it's this lady? Who wants to tell me? Michael. She's wearing a uniform. That's right. She was so happy when I phoned her this morning and said, please come in your uniform. Look, she's got a thingy over there. A thingy. What's that thingy called? It's called a lanyard, there you go, a badge and a whole uniform. This marks her out as the captain. These people have got nothing that says that they're the captain. Well done. You can go sit down, moms. Thank you for that. Now, Jesus' baptism is a mark from God that he is the king. But more, because when Jesus was baptized... The Holy Spirit, listen children, the Holy Spirit came down and fluttered like a dove on Jesus, like this. That was the uniform. That's the sign that Jesus is God's chosen king. So moms and dads, let's all go to Psalm 2. Let's see how God marks Jesus out as the chosen king. Psalm 2. Psalm chapter 2. Now, moms and dads, you must be showing your children in the Bible where this is found. Psalm 2, from verse 6. Are you all there? Are you there? Listen to Psalm 2, verse 6. As for me, this is God. And God is speaking and he says this, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. God says, I've got my chosen king. Now the king talks and listen to what he says in verse 7. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son today. I have begotten you. Ask of me and I'll make the nations your heritage and the ends of earth your possession. You'll break them with a rod of iron and you'll dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So Psalm 2 says that God has chosen a king and that God calls this king his son. God says, today 
you are my son. You will rule the whole world. Now the question is, who's that person? How do we know who it's going to be? Will they wear a girls' brigade uniform? How will we know? Well, come with me to Isaiah chapter 42. How do we know who God's king is? Isaiah 42. Are you there? Isaiah 42 verse 1. Listen to what God says. Look. Oh, actually it says, Behold. But we don't talk like that anymore. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom my soul delights. In other words, this guy I'm well pleased with. Look, look, I'm well pleased with this guy. I have put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the nations. Mommy and daddies, are you listening? What the Bible's telling us is that God has got a chosen king and God calls that king his son. And God says that that king in him I am well pleased. And God says I want everyone to look at him. And God says, I will put my spirit on him. So you'll know who he is. Now, come back to Mark chapter 1. What's happening when Jesus gets baptized? What's going on? Well, exactly that. God is saying, look everybody. You see this man standing here with water? dripping off his beard. You see this guy from Galilee? This is my son. He's the one from Psalm 2. And not only is he the one from Psalm 2, in him I am well pleased. He's the guy from Isaiah chapter 42. He's my king. And not only that, the spirit comes down and settles on him like a dove. In other words, Jesus is God's chosen king. That's why Jesus was baptized. Moms and dads, did you get that? I know the children got it, but moms and dads are a lot slower sometimes. All right, let's say it together. We always do this in family service. I'm going to ask you, what did Jesus' baptism mean? And you're all going to reply, it means that Jesus is God's chosen king. Okay, what does Jesus' baptism mean? Brilliant. Children, did mom and dad get it right? Good. All right, let's go to the next one. What does Jesus' baptism mean? Number two, Jesus shows that God is three persons. That's what his baptism demonstrates. Now, children, I've got a great illustration of the Trinity. I don't. Oh, I've got nothing to show you, children. You know why? Because there is nothing that can illustrate this. Absolutely nothing. The only thing I can show you is the Bible. 
So come with me, moms and dads, everybody to Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48. From verse 12. No. John Martin. Alright. Are you all there? Isaiah 48. Mums and dads, show your children. Verse 12. Here is God speaking. And this is what God says. Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel whom I called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand spread out the heavens. When I call them, they stand together. So who's talking? God. God, the Creator, is talking. Assemble, all of you, and listen. That's why we have church, by the way. Assemble, all of you, listen. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose on Babylon and his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. Now listen, it's God talking. I, even I, have spoken and called him. I have brought him and he will prosper in his way. Draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and His Spirit. I beg your pardon. What's going on there? I thought God was talking. God said, I am the first and the last. God said, I made everything. And then suddenly God says, the Lord God sent me. Huh? How does that work? And His Spirit is upon me. What we've got here is the Creator God and the Lord God, and the Spirit. What's going on? What is going on? You won't know. The rabbis who used to translate this and write in the, in the Hebrew Talmud, the Jewish interpolations of the Old Testament, just put question marks at this verse. They can't deal with it. And nor can you, and nor can I. Until you come to Mark chapter 1. Come with me back to Mark chapter 1. For the first time in history of this planet, Mark chapter 1, a man is baptized. And as he comes out of the water, the heavens tear open. The Spirit flutters on him like a dove. And a voice comes from heaven which says, You are my beloved Son. So if you're my Son, I must be your Father. So you've got the Father talking. And the spirit fluttering and the sun sopping wet. Jesus shows that God is three persons. And it's at his baptism that that begins. Never before have all the people stood there and seen God in three persons so clearly as when Jesus was baptized. So moms and dads, that's the answer in case you get lost. 
What does Jesus' baptism mean? It means that Jesus shows that God is three persons. Alright, how are we doing? This one's good. This one's very good. The next one's even better. But I've saved the best till last. Okay, thirdly. Thirdly, Jesus' baptism means that Jesus is the start of the new creation. Which children are getting bored? Who's getting bored? Excellent. Because I've got something to show you. Let's see now. Oh, I'm not going to show you that one because that's too exciting. Oh, look what I've got here. Ta-da! What's this? Yeah, I know. An egg. And this is a bowl. So what do you think I'm going to do? Oh, cool. You can come up if you want to look, Rachel. That's fine. All right, children, look. What does an egg mean, actually? Who knows what an egg means? Emma. What? I did not set her up to say that. New life. An egg stands for new life. Because all life is like an egg. Watch, I'll show you. Who wants me to break the egg? Of course you do. Oh, how am I going to... Okay, I'll tap it on there. No, I'll tap it on here. No. Okay. Look here. Watch carefully, children. I'm going to ask you a question. Hey, did you see all that egg come out? What did you see first? Johan. Slimy sort of stuff. Actually, you know what? It was a bit like water. You know, an egg is an amazing thing. The first thing you see in an egg is watery, slimy sort of stuff. And out of that water comes new life. And children, ask your mums and dads about new life out of water. I'm not going there, but you ask your mums and dads. Because, because all new life All new life comes out of water. Let me show you. Come to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis 1, verse 1. Genesis 1, verse 1. Are you all there? It's easy to find. It's at the very start. Okay, listen carefully, children. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the water. That's what the word deep means. It means the water, the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. What have you got, children? Who can tell me? What have you got at the very, very, very beginning? 
Yes, what have you got? Water. Clever. Someone's listening. Listen. In the beginning, God. You've got God. Then you've got the Spirit of God. And what's the Spirit of God doing in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2? What's He doing? Who said it? What's He doing? Fluttering. Hovering. It's the exact word used in Mark's Gospel. For the Spirit hovering over Jesus like a dove. That word like a dove is the fluttering. So in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, you've got God. You've got the Spirit fluttering like a dove. You've got water. And what happens in verse 3? God speaks. There's a word. And the word comes. And new creation begins. God speaking, the Word, water, Spirit hovering like a dove. Come with me to Mark chapter 1. By now, moms and dads, if you're not keeping a marker in Mark chapter 1, you've lost the plot. Mark chapter 1. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee. He was baptized by John in the Jordan. When he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him, fluttering like a dove. And a voice from heaven saying, You are my Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus' baptism means Jesus is the start of the new creation. It's a brand new creation. From Jesus' baptism, the new world has begun. Throughout the Bible, new life begins in water. That's why in John 3 it says, unless you're born of the Spirit and the water, you'll never see the kingdom of God. You have to be a new creation. If any man is in Christ, there is a new creation. So, moms and dads, children, what does Jesus' baptism mean? It means that Jesus is the start of the new creation. But I've saved the best till last. It is communion today. If you're a visitor, it's the first Sunday of the month. We always have communion. And I want to show you the best thing. Children, who wants to see what else? Can I put this here, Naomi? You're not going to be put off by my egg. Children, who wants to see what's in my box? I need two strong dads. Hmm. And who can I pick on? Hmm. I need a little person. Hmm. Who can I pick on? Who hasn't had a turn? Who do I never pick on? But they're all sitting far away. Yes. Toby, come here. Toby, that's a good one, Roz. Well done. Toby, come here. Look, children. Look what I got. By the way, this is... Oh, I don't know where those came from. Oh, it was holding the egg. Look here. This is my biggest marital issue. Not that I'm sharing this with Toby. Is that dog tore up my sheet. But anyway. <laughs> All right, I need two strong dads. Can't see any strong dads. Dave, come up here. Neil, will you come up? Are you strong enough, Neil? Dave, come 
Right, Neil, you grab that side of the sheet. And no, 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 grab this side of the sheet there, Neil. And give that one to Dave. No, Dave. Does he help with the ironing ever, Michelle? (laughs) All right. Now, hold there tight, hold there tight. Okay, Toby, come here. Now, I want to show you something. Toby, you stand over there. Right. And let's see who can see Toby. Put up your hands if you can see him. You can't really, eh? No, not you. That's cheating, Zach. (laughs) But if you were in front of the sheet. Okay, can you see that Toby is hidden from us? We can't see him. Toby, are you still there? Now, I want Neil and Dave. Imagine if we want Toby to come to us. I want Neil and Dave to pull hard. Pull, guys. Whoa, there's Toby. Hooray. Thank you, guys. Okay, go sit down. Well done, Toby. Well done, big guy. Listen. This is the best news you are going to hear for your whole life. What does Jesus' baptism mean? Look carefully at Mark chapter 1 and look at verse 10. Jesus looks up. This is very important. And what does he see? He sees the heavens being torn open. Now, come with me to Isaiah chapter 64. Keep your place open in Mark 1. Don't lose Mark 1. This is our last point, so don't lose heart. Isaiah 64. Is everyone there? Isaiah 64 verse 1. Show your children, mums and dads. There is a prayer. Isaiah chapter 64 is a prayer for God to stop sitting on His throne and show some love. Will you come down to us? Will you deal with our sins? Because our sins are killing us. So look at verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens. No one talks like that anymore. Use the word tear. Oh, that you would tear the heavens and come down, that the mountains would quake at your presence. Why do they want God to come down? Well, look at verse 7. Because there's no one who calls on your name, who rouses himself up to take hold of you. You've hidden from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. Our sin has hidden you away from us. Oh, that you would just tear the heavens and come down to us. Verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are the work of your hands. Be not so terribly angry, O Lord. Remember not iniquity forever. Behold, please, look. We are your people. Won't you come down? Deal with our sins. Verse 12, will you restrain yourself at these things, O Lord? In other words, are you going to stay hidden forever? 
Will you keep silent and afflict us so terribly? Here is a prayer by people who are saying to God, Our sins have destroyed us. Our iniquities have killed us. And you're hiding. Come, tear the heavens. Come down. Mark chapter 1, verse 10. And when Jesus came out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending upon it like a dove. The whole picture is that at this point in time, God is coming down. He's tearing the heavens, like Isaiah 64 prayed for him to do, and he's coming. That's why Zach, children... Zach stood here and you couldn't see him because of the sheet. What did I say? Yeah, that's what I said, Toby. And as he stood here, when they teared the heavens open, you could see Toby. When the heavens were torn open, you could see God. And what did you see? You saw a carpenter dripping with water because that is God. And he's come down. Now, you're going, oh, Dwayne, <laughs> that's very clever. You're hanging on the word torn. Well, let me help you. Listen, mums and dads. The word tear, torn, is only used in Mark's gospel twice. In the whole gospel. Hands up, mums and dads. Where is the other place where the word tear is used in Mark's gospel? Michelle. When Jesus died on the cross, the curtain was torn. It's the same word. We think the curtain's torn means we can go into the Holy of Holies. That's partly true, not really, because Jesus has gone into the Holy of Holies. What it really means is that God is busting out. The curtain's tearing is a picture of God coming out of His Holy of Holies, going out into all the world to save and bring people and to deal with our sin, just like Isaiah 64 prayed. So Jesus' baptism teaches us that Jesus is God, who's come down to save us and to clean us from all our sins. Moms and dads, what does Jesus' baptism mean? It means Jesus is God, come down to save us. So that's the last time the ladies at our ladies one-to-one training will ask me a question. Because an hour and a half later, we were still looking at why Jesus was baptized. Now, I want to ask you a last question. Well, that's lovely. What a wonderful morning we've had. What must we do with that? What does Jesus want us to do with this information? The answer is in verse 14 and 15. Look in Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15. Now, after Jesus was arrested, sorry, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Here's what you must do. Repent and believe this good news. Jesus is saying that, first of all, you must repent. That means... It must change your life, your whole life. From today, 
from now must change. Don't tell me I'm already a Christian. That's lovely. But every time you hear the word of God, it's a call to change some more. Jesus says you must repent. In other words, change. And you must believe this wonderful news. This wonderful news. And the reason I've ended there is because today, being the first Sunday of the month, we're going to go to communion and we're going to remember what Jesus did for us. Let's have any questions. Any moms and dads or children got any questions? Any questions? Anyone moms, dads? Don't you think the children were good? Well, if there's no questions, I'm going to... There is a question. It's Mark. Brilliant. Yes. Oh, I really didn't hear that. These wingnuts. Why is there more than one meaning? Oh, you're saying, why does Jesus' baptism mean all of these things? Well, that's a very good question. Why does it? Well, you know what? The wonderful thing about God is He doesn't just tell us things. He demonstrates things. And when Jesus was baptized and came out of the water, He's showing us all of those things. All at once. Because God is so brilliant. There's always lots of meanings to what He does. So there's lots of meanings to Jesus' baptism. Which wasn't really an answer. But, yes, because it is. So there. (laughs) any other questions or comments right why don't I pray and then we're going to stand and we're going to sing let's pray Father God we come before you like the people in Isaiah 64 Our sins have ruined us. They've made our families hard. They've made relationships hard. They've cut off you from us so that we can't see you. We feel the weight of them. And yet we come this morning to hear about a God who tore the heavens open, came down to deal with our sins, to save us. How we love to hear this story. How we love to hear what a great God you are. Thank you for Jesus' baptism. Thank you for all the things it means. Thank you, God, for your grace and goodness to us. Thank you, God. Amen.